0: If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. The other day, my son was telling me there's a new bully in his school, and he's not a fan of this kid. He picks on his friends. He tries to get them to do things to get them in trouble. General old school bully stuff. My son is generally a good kid, and he cares a lot about his friends, so he asked what he could do. We told him he should stand up for himself and his friends, to which my other son asked the very fair question, what does stand up for yourself mean? Well, according to the dictionary, to stand up for something means to defend or support a particular idea or person who is being criticized or attacked. In this case, we told him the first thing he needs to do is go get an adult involved. But what about those of us who are adults and we find ourselves engaged in defending our beliefs or values? There's no adultier adults around. We're the adult. So what do we do? Well, the first thing we need to do is define and stay true to our values. Then we need to keep ourselves informed, share our views with others, engage in conversations, especially with those who share different views, and most importantly, take action. Tomorrow is the annual PA March for Life in downtown Harrisburg, and this topic has been heavy on my mind lately as I've witnessed the internet volleying of opinions from people I love and trust on the topic of abortion. While there are a lot of wonderful organizations in place providing crisis pregnancy services, they unfortunately don't have the same space or name recognition as many pro-abortion facilities, and many of them are in danger of losing their funding which will prevent them from providing life-affirming care. So today, I've invited Al Ginoza, the Director of Communications for the PA Catholic Conference, and Dan Bartkowiak, Director of Communications for the PA Family Institute, to share with us how we can make our voices heard during tomorrow's march. And, as Proverbs chapter 31, verses 8 and 9 says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Dan and Al, thank you guys so much for joining me to talk about the PA March for Life. I'm really excited. I believe this is the third year that we're doing this. So thank you so much for coming and talking about it and, and helping to spread the word.
1: Great to be here. Thanks so much, Rachel.
2: Yeah, Rachel, thank you. And and Dan and the Family Council have done so much on this. We're, we're lucky just to ride on their coattails as the PCC. It has been a great event. All thanks to them and, and other people, but mostly thanks to you guys.
0: That's awesome. So, would you mind telling me a little bit about yourselves and your organizations and what you guys do?
2: Okay, the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference. We are the lobbying arm of the Pennsylvania Bishops uh, at the Capitol. So, we we advocate for and against a number of issues that apply to the Catholic faith. Of course, uh, maybe our biggest one, probably our biggest one, are, are pro life issues, and there are are several that come under that heading. But uh, yeah, we're very active at the Capitol and. Work uh, in front of the scenes and also behind the scenes to get um, get our principles uh, across and represented at the Capitol.
1: Yeah, and Pennsylvania Family Institute is absolutely uh, so excited to kind of work with the Catholic Conference here in Harrisburg with regards to advancing policies, educating uh, those about a variety of issues. And so, at Pennsylvania Family Institute, our mission is to see Pennsylvania as a place where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished. And so certainly that last part, the life is cherished, is uh, really when it comes to the Pennsylvania March for Life, you know, abortion is the opposite of, of obviously cherishing life. And and so wanting to see lives saved, uh, the need to do educational efforts, the need to see policies changed in our state. You know, when you have abortion at 24 weeks in pregnancy, uh, you know, babies are being born at that stage. Um, you know, it's just so abhorrent to see. Uh, you know, abortion being allowed and permitted uh, at such uh, a late stage in pregnancy here in Pennsylvania. And so wanting to see those things changed is certainly working with groups like the Catholic Conference and others. Um, and then even even in the court system, our organization has a pro bono legal team. So when it comes to girls being coerced into having an abortion, uh, we are an organization that tries to come alongside that that girl, that woman to say, uh, we you can protect that child and, and and providing the legal aid for her. So a variety of ways we work at the Pennsylvania Family Institute uh, ultimately see lives saved and and cherishing life in Pennsylvania.
0: That's pretty amazing. Talk to me a little bit more about other things that you guys are doing. Your respective organizations are are doing, like especially the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference. Like, I'm not huge into politics, but talk to me about how we're advocating for a pro life Pennsylvania.
2: Right now, it's on several fronts, Uh, and and also talk about right now we're we're very much concerned with the, the. The quality of life for women, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we're talking about pro-life, we're also talking about the health of the women. Um, Maternal mortality, we've been big on that. And a lot of that has to do with crisis pregnancy centers and helping women out. We're trying to keep funding up for that. I know the Family Institute is doing that, too. We're we're very concerned about funding uh, being cut for that. And also, with the House going over to to democrat there are there have been and there are going to continue to be several bills coming out that are that are pro abortion so that is something that we are watching and realistically they're not going to go anywhere cuz the the senate is controlled by republicans but A lot of this right now is geared toward looking at the next election. And Democrats are going to try to tie everything they possibly can to abortion because that seems to be the issue that is is working for them right now here and across the country.
1: Yeah, and to add to that, uh, you know, our offices for the, the Catholic Conference and Pennsylvania Family Institute both are just blocks from the Capitol. And so we often are walking over and, you know, engaging our elected officials, those that see that life needs to be cherished and protected in our state, Um, those that want to see abortion through all nine months of pregnancy, sadly. So there's a variety of worldviews that are on display at the Capitol. And so trying to engage them is certainly an an ongoing battle for our organizations and and the need for folks around the state to be engaging their elected officials. And, you know, one example at the Capitol is there have been not one, but two hearings uh, by uh, uh, the uh, legislature in terms of looking at what they call anti-abortion centers and the quote-unquote deceptive practices of pregnancy centers. The great work that these organizations do to help women on a daily basis, Uh, women that are coming in that need help from counseling just to know how to parent a child. And then the the material needs, diapers, formula, so much of those things, that's what's being given by hundreds of pregnancy centers from around the, the state. And yet we have legislators that are trying to uh, really kind of give this false perception of what they do and how they're they're trying to deceive and attack women uh, you know they 've had these multiple hearings and it 's led to a legislation that 's really frankly trying to attack pregnancy centers and obviously what 's happening with real alternatives uh, you know really trying to remove funding from these organizations and giving it to those like Planned Parenthood uh, that is the largest abortion provider in the state so uh certainly, the need to engage our elected officials is at a heightened level, especially with what we've seen with the overturn of row uh with the real alternatives funding being taken away and and really the smear campaign that's happening against pregnancy centers you know the need to engage our elected officials, especially on this front, is at an utmost high, so that's what our organizations are doing, and I appreciate folks around the state that are engaging their elected officials in support of these great organizations
2: i just want to piggyback on that dan as a perfect word for it smear campaign it's got me so infuriated the way they're trying to distort what these great crisis pregnancy centers do and it it's just infuriating because it's wrong i don't know if it's it's ignorance or just outright lying but it's not right it's not correct
0: yeah just hearing you guys talk about that i'm just like it Makes me want to just shake someone because, mm-hmm. I mean, you they, they claim to be that it's all about pro-choice, but if you're not actually presenting the other choice, which is you want to carry this baby to, to term, you want to have the baby, but then we're not going to give you any of the support that you need to have a baby. Like when I read about some of the wonderful work that these pregnancy centers are doing, like helping women get out of abusive situations, helping them to find housing, to find education, to really raise a baby, like... I wish a lot of that had been there when I was having kids. And I love how you both mentioned that you're also focusing on the woman. Because I feel like a lot of times, especially the view from the other side, is that they only care about the babies. Well, no, there's, there, there's two lives involved. It's not just the life of the baby. It's the life of the mother as well. And her quality of life matters just as much as the quality of the life of the unborn child. So I think that that's amazing that both of your organizations are really focusing on the whole life and the whole picture because it's not it's not a one-sided thing
2: and I hate to jump in again but that's what these crisis pregnancy centers do they follow the woman and the child after birth yeah. they, they, they stick with them for as long as they need
0: help yes because it's not just about having the baby like you you still have to care for the baby after that it's not just birth
1: and and even speaking at the Capitol um thankfully there was an additional hearing uh held by uh, the Republican Uh, policy committee in the house and had several pregnancy center directors had some of their clients come in to highlight the great work that they're doing and the 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 counseling service the the money for for housing you know just be able to afford rent uh and then and then the the kind of holistic approach too of also it's the mother the child also the father that's Mm -hmm. involved if, if they're supportive being able to connect with the father as well kind of having the whole family picture as being supportive and, and encouraging them to, to carry this child, to, to support this child. So having the resources there, I mean, it's just amazing what folks like Jill Hartman uh, in Lancaster, Amy Shearing out in Pittsburgh, so many of these pregnancy centers, what they what they do to come alongside these women. And, and yet we have legislators, we have a governor who frankly wants to shut them down. They've literally said, Planned Parenthood, saying their goal is to shut these pregnancy centers down. And it's it's abhorrent to see what's going on Um, and and having legislators really coming alongside that type of mentality that here, these women that are needing these facilities, needing these material, needing this counseling, uh, needing the help and, and frankly, looking to save these lives. That's what our governor and so many other pro abortion, really extreme politicians are pointing at to say, we want to shut that down. It's it's something that people need to be aware of and speaking out on. And that's absolutely why encouraging folks to attend something like the Pennsylvania March for Life.
2: Amy and Jill, they're great. And they, um, at one of those hearings back in the fall, they got a lady named Sarah Bowen, um, I think from a Promise of Life Network. And she systematically, calmly, and just you could talk, spoke from the heart and just shut down all the arguments coming and frustrated the the lawmakers that were questioning her. And she just did such a great job. And that, that was inspirational to see her do that. So, But yeah, uh, Jill Hartman, uh, Amy Sharing, just a great group too. Just they just do excellent work,
0: yeah it sounds like um especially this year's march for life with everything going on in Harrisburg, that it's extra important that we have the turnout that we have to show that there are Pennsylvanians who don't support. Abortion, that they support life and and want to walk with these women and these families the whole way through. So talk to me a little bit more about the March for Life. Is it the same as the March for Life in Washington? How is it different other than the location? Um, And how will both of your organizations be participating?
1: Yeah, great questions. Uh, you know, Jeannie Mancini, who's led the March for Life uh, for a number of years now, and her great team, uh, you know, they've been doing national marches, you know, in D.C. It's great to see people coming to the Capitol and engaging, you know, uh, our, our really federal officials uh, They kind of uh, several years back also viewed the, the state battles that were happening and the need to speak out from a state policy perspective. And so they started to do these state marches and Pennsylvania was was one kind of early on uh, starting to, to do a march. And then certainly when Roe v. Wade was overturned, you know, that obviously put the spotlight right on, on the state level that, you know, abortion policy can be uh, something that a state can take ownership of. So now we do have states that are saying, you know, life can be protected. Um, we have other states that are saying, you know what, we're going to allow, you know, the, the abortion through all nine months of pregnancy in you know a state like New York or New Mexico. And so here in Pennsylvania, you know, again, we have abortion through 24 weeks in pregnancy and uh, the need to really improve that is there. And so with Roe v. Wade being gone, you know, we absolutely can look to advance those types of policies, uh, but we need elected officials to act. We need to work through our state government to be able to change state policy. And so the need for something like the Pennsylvania March for Life is certainly there to show our elected officials that there is support, that there is unity behind uh, the right to life to looking to protect preborn children and so uh, what this event has become is just so phenomenal because it's been one of the largest rallies ever in Harrisburg there were state officials that came that said they'd never seen more people uh, at a rally than what's what they're seeing at the Pennsylvania March for Life and that makes a, a an impact It makes a difference uh even our our pro abortion Governor, both uh, Tom Wolf, who, who and, and then currently, you know, Governor Shapiro have taken notice. They've they've you know gone to Twitter, you know, pointing out the event because frankly, it's hard to not notice so many people. And so, uh, even those that are on the side that says you know abortion should be through all nine months of pregnancy are taking notice of this type of event. So that only happens because people come together. You know, it's so great to see we've got buses from Pittsburgh, from Erie, from Scranton, from Philadelphia, from Reading. It's just awesome to see so many people take ownership, invest the time, invest resources to come out, to come together to say we need to protect life in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's just so grateful for that, grateful for organizations coming together. Uh, the Catholic Church, Catholic Conference, uh, Knights of Columbus have been huge in this. Um, so many organizations coming together to say, we want to see life protected in our state. We need to see moms and uh, you know uh, be, these babies being supported. And doing so at an event uh, like a Pennsylvania March for Life is just such a a rewarding experience. I encourage, if, especially if you haven't attended this, uh, certainly coming out on out to see this. It's it's we have a, a huge stage presence, um, and again, it's just such an encouraging event. So I encourage you to come out uh, October sixteenth coming
2: up at the PCC. We're basically. support i mean we do and we try to bring in as many of our people as we can busted from schools but uh, i gotta say the the first year of it i was i was amazed at the turnout i was also amazed at the planning and and to give kudos to you guys again you guys had everything planned and it has gone so smoothly and it's not easy to organize any event i don't care how on what scale but something this grand of a scale uh the family institute just just nailed it and i gotta say the one thing that well, and, and even like, I don't think politicians, all of a sudden the politicians, like, because the Senate and House were in session, I think when they saw everything, it's like, we got to get out there. If we're, we're, we we want to be part of this. And one thing I've noticed in two years is just how the good feeling there. Everybody is upbeat. You can tell there's there's such a presence of love there and of good feeling. It, You know, when you're out there, it's like, I'm on the right side. This is the side to be.
0: I love that you mentioned that because last year was my first ever March for Life that I had ever been to. Like, I always heard about it, but I was like, eh. And then last year I actually went. And that over, you're so right. That overwhelming feeling of like, you just walk in and you're like, This is where I'm supposed to be. Like, it felt better than any, like, concert I've been to. It was just, I didn't feel, like, threatened in any way by the large number, because it was a large number of people. And I don't really do rolling crowds. But it was just, everybody was so nice to each other. Mm. Like, it just was, like, one of the smoothest runs. And you're right. It's such a huge event. And it was so smooth. I was so impressed and I'm really excited to be going again this year. I'm a little disappointed that it's gonna be kind of cold, but because last year it was in September. So talk to me about why it's in October this year and not September.
1: Yeah, a couple things. So certainly, um, you know, we, we we are praying through and welcome prayers for, for nice weather. Um, but one reason, uh, some of the feedback we got, we, we love that students want to attend this. We've had a lot of young people. We have a lot of moms bringing kids as well. Um, but certainly some of the feedback was schools just starting in September. It's hard for us to organize. And so we really looked at uh, October, one reason being to try to encourage, you know, schools and and, and buses from different uh, uh, you know universities even, but also, you know, grade schools being able to come in and, and support this. So that was one reason that we pointed out. Um, another uh, one main reason. Season, um for even a Monday. Sometimes you're like, why is this on Monday? I, 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 I'm working, whatnot. Uh, our main goal, and, and this is you know, also the, the National March for Life, uh, the main goal is really influencing elected officials, so our state government. And uh, they are coming into session on Monday. So uh, a lot of them are traveling in. Uh, they won't have a lot of scheduled meetings on a Monday, uh, but many of them will be in Harrisburg. So we wanted to make sure it was a day where the state officials, your your state representative, your state senator, are going to be in Harrisburg and have an opportunity to participate in the march. Um, We have uh, Senator Kristen Phillips-Hill speaking at the march, as well as uh, Representative Josh Kale. Uh, speaking uh, you know, right there at the march. Uh, Senator Brooks is giving the, the the pledge. So we have folks and we invite them to the stage. We have you know dozens and dozens that show up and, and, and welcome them right on stage at the march. And so we wanted to make sure it was a time that we're influencing those elected officials. And so using a day, it seems like Monday has been a time when it's worked out well for elected officials. And so obviously needing a session day, there's only so many session uh, weeks happening uh, in the fall. So we try to figure out when is that best time and, and kind of felt uh, certainly this fall session has has worked well. And then being a Monday and then also kind of pointing at October, uh, we're excited to see, you know, many other schools and some young people being able to participate with it being a little into the school year and scheduling kind of a time to, to come together with their, their school district. And not to
2: be a little salty, but it's been tough getting the House Democrats in because they've been so picky on their, their session days because of special elections and making sure that they have the, the majority. So, it, it doesn't make for a, a lot of weeks. But, you know, I wanted, I wanted to pick up, too, on what you said about uh, the school kids. And it's great seeing young people like yourself, Rachel, and, and seeing these school kids out there. That made a big impression on me. And I remember some wise guy saying, well, they're only out here because they get a day off. And I'm thinking, so? So say a kid comes out here who doesn't even have the slightest idea what's going on just to get a day off. And he's exposed to this. What more could you ask for? You cannot be exposed to this event and not have it touch you.
0: That's so so true it's it's really hard not to when you see just the mass of humanity saying Mm -hmm. that this is we believe in life and we believe in life at all stages it is such a powerful event and i i hope that anyone listening does decide to come to harrisburg i'm sure there's a bunch of parishes who are organizing things or schools that are organizing things so that everybody can carpool because i know it's going to be crazy downtown but it is worth it is worth it
1: And we certainly even have, you know, there's a variety of buses coming. Uh, We have uh, a place for, you know, parking for those buses to drop off folks. Um, So if there's folks needing some of that information, uh, it's on our website, pa.marchforlife.org. You can find more information there. Certainly can contact whether March for Life, Pennsylvania Family Institute, in terms of the best way coming into Harrisburg, whether it's parking over at City Island and walking over. It's not, you know, I've been in D.C. Uh, it's definitely a zoo in D.C. in terms of the traffic and whatnot. I don't think Harrisburg is that level, um, but certainly, yes, there's ways to make it easy for you. And one is even being able to drop off. The bus drop off location is literally a block away from where we're going to be. So there's a lot of of that kind of um, organization to be able to just kind of walk right up to the Capitol uh, and, and be participating in this march. I think what's great is even the location is right at the, on the front steps of the Capitol. You know, we're right there with our elected officials uh, being able to engage them. We're encouraging folks. We have folks even in the rotunda of the Capitol. So, you know, get there early and, and go right into the state Capitol. There's going to be some tables in the rotunda to help give you information or to kind of address, you know, maybe where your state representative is in the Capitol to be able to kind of point you in that direction, because certainly we encourage you to go up and say hello, you know, to their staff, to go up to their office and, and just kind of connect with them. So I think the day can be one that is very encouraging to state officials. I think it can be encouraging to you and, you know, children and even students that are there. I think some of the speakers that we have I'm excited for. Uh, We talked earlier about uh, pregnancy centers. Um, There are several pregnancy center directors that they're going to be speaking. Uh, uh, Pastor Jay and Tiffany Gilbert uh, founded a pregnancy center out in Pittsburgh. Uh, They're the MCs for the day. I'm excited for them. Uh, Jill Hartman, who we mentioned uh, from Lancaster uh, running a woman's concern, uh, is going to be speaking as well, really just to the importance of what pregnancy centers do and the work that they're doing. Um, Some other speakers, there's a a Dr. Kendra Kolb, uh, who's a neonatologist. Um, I'm excited for her to be able to speak, you know, from a medical perspective, you know, highlighting what she sees with prenatal kids and, and being able to, you know, really come alongside, do all they can to try to save a life at you know, 22 weeks, 23 weeks, and yet, you know, here we are at a state that we're allowing abortion at that same stage. I mean, it just. So I think some of the messages that can be heard there. Boy, I I'd love as many students hearing that message because I think we've got some some rock stars. You know, being able to take the stage. Um, there's a doctor, uh, uh, David B. Wright, uh, with uh, he was a founder for 40 Days for Life. I know that's something that is ongoing right now. People that are going to abortion centers and standing outside and really trying to encourage a woman that's going in for an abortion to to reconsider and to really know what resources are there. So the 40 days for life campaign has been great and so David B is going to be speaking there. So just a variety of people on stage to be able to engage, you know, during that rally. I think is something to be excited about. So uh, I'm excited, I you know, um, looking forward certainly to seeing so many that have been there before, uh you know, this being the third annual and that those that this is their first time and and being able to engage this is is exciting to to see coming up.
2: The good thing too about this is You know, so much now you hear in the media and it seems like they would have you believe that popular opinion is against those of us on the pro-life side. Uh, I don't think that's right, but it's easy to get discouraged. And when you come out to this event, you just feel so good. Like when you see the wide range of people who feel like you do and it, it gives you courage to keep feeling that way, whether it be a young kid, whether it be an older lady, older man. Um, you, you get blue collar, white collar. It just it, it's very reinforcing to show that, you know, we the the media, or I shouldn't say the media, those on the left might get their message out. It seems like sometimes more often, but there are a lot of us who feel the same.
0: Right. They don't speak for for all of us. Right. I love that. So talk to me a little bit more. We, we kind of touched on this a little bit about how PA Catholic Conference and the PA Family Life Institute are working to advocate for the expansion of care for not just women, but for families and babies in a post row world, especially now with certain pro-life organizations. They're in danger of, of losing their funding after the march. What kind of happens next?
2: I, I know with us, and I, you guys are probably in the same way, we're looking to make sure that funding continues to crisis pregnancy centers, whether, uh, and hopefully it would be for real alternatives. I don't, it, it's hard to say where the, the situation is now. I don't think the fight is over, but we're hoping that we can at least get that funding to keep coming to these crisis pregnancy centers. And not all these crisis pregnancy centers rely on state funding, but it's, it's a big chunk. And, and talking with Sarah Bowen of A Promise of Life, she said it does make a difference. So there is that. We're also looking at um, different kind of bills. Like there's the uh, the one that the human donor milk it, it, for for um, young medically fragile infants. We're trying to get that uh, across the finish line. There's also the maternal uh, mortality bill, and uh, one thing we're working. On, the last last session there was the um, the task force to examine the effect of the opioid crisis on infants. That task force kind of did some work and then kind of petered out. We're trying to revive that so they can take the recommendations there, and and move that along. That's something that um, we'll be working on. And and the good thing with this is, with a lot of these maternal mortality bills, they do have support from on the Democrat side. There's um, uh, Judy Schwank out of Berks County. She is is very supportive of that, and she is willing to work with with Republicans and with the Catholic Conference. You don't always get that, but there are those who who are willing and you know, they don't always welcome us into their their offices, <laughs> guys like Dan and myself in our groups, but some do, and we'll we'll take that where we can.
1: I often, uh, you know, enjoy bringing up the question to folks of how many bills get brought up in Pennsylvania, you know, through the state legislature. You know, how many bills do you think? And, you know, even young people, them, oh, 20 or 50. You know, each session, there's roughly about 3,000 bills that get proposed in Pennsylvania. And obviously not all of them are dealing with the, you know, the sanctity of life, um, but it shows there's a variety of those bills that get proposed. And, you know, a thing like Pennsylvania March for Life coming in, it is it is a phenomenal day. It is a day to unify kind of the pro-life movement and to be encouraged, to be strengthened and to do that uh, also for elected officials to encourage them. Obviously, that's the one day. So then it's like, well, OK, what do we do after? And, and the need to really have that unifying you know, support for a variety of the proposals that do come up. Um, to to have a more pro-life perspective on those. And and I think in particular, I draw attention to, you know, just simply with pregnancy centers. You know, they are looking to really kind of support themselves and kind of galvanize support together. And so there's a collaborative being, uh, you know, uh, working on uh, with them to kind of speak into this issue. And so I think even looking at your local pregnancy center, how can you support them? How can you work with the executive directors to say, what can I do, you know, to help, you know, give you support, you know, locally? And I know many of them are looking to speak out, coming into Harrisburg and addressing the needs that they see in their community and and how they're meeting them and so, you know, trying to use that as a way to now okay let's support some of these bills that can come alongside pregnancy centers versus the bills that are frankly attacking. There's many bills that are attacking them and obviously we pointed at real alternatives funding being removed and how can that be restored? You know that's a huge discussion right now and and so trying to find legislative ways, trying to find fiscal code you know uh, solutions. Uh, to essentially having more of a mentality that says we need to come alongside a pregnancy center versus attacking them. And so I think a thing like the March for Life is great to put the spotlight there, but then the the conversation needs to continue. Uh, You know, you can have that with your state representative, state senator, have that with your local pregnancy center. You know, how can I help you in terms of the support they need to then allow their team to come to Harrisburg to influence their elected official in terms of supporting pro-life policies, supporting the work that they do on a daily basis.
0: So can I ask, how effective is it to like send an email to your senator, your representative? Because um, I just did it for the first time this year, trying to... My husband's in the military, and if they had shut down the government, then we would not be getting paid. So I was sending emails all day long with mm-hmm. the whole day. I'm sitting there, I'm like is this actually doing anything or is it just going to an inbox? So like, is it, is that an effective means of communication? or Are you better off just like knocking on someone's door?
1: (laughs) Well, one, I I pointed a story, you know, Michael Gere is the president for Pennsylvania Family Institute founding uh, president since 1989. And, uh, I, I love how the, the passion he's had on a variety of issues. Um, one issue has been school choice and, there was a time when homeschooling you know, needed to really come alongside it. And it really you know, there were attacks happening on, on homeschooling families. And uh, there was a bill uh, passing through to essentially kind of support homeschool networks. And long story short, you can talk to Michael about it. Uh, you know, you can connect with me to, to get in touch, but long story short, they did kind of a five, 10 plan. They wanted with every elected official to have uh, five kind of face to face visits and 10 phone calls and if you do that, like that is something that absolutely they, they take notice of. So I think, you know, certainly emails, I, I, there is a value there, uh, If especially they see a variety of people sending an email about a certain issue. OK, what is this? They might take note. And so certainly having folks coming alongside to collectively take action. Um, I'd encourage, too, there, there's levels of engagement. You know, an email, frankly, is pretty simple to send. If you could pick up the phone, you know, to actually talk with somebody, that's great. If you can schedule a meeting with a district office or here in Harrisburg, it shows just that another degree of importance on whatever issue it is that you're talking with them about. So I think absolutely there are benefits to an email. There are benefits to that phone call. And especially if they're seeing a variety of people taking action, if there's five calls in a day to say they want to support life in Pennsylvania and here's the bill, They're going to maybe, hey, what's that bill? Let me look into that a little more. Um, So I think there's absolutely value in connecting with your elected official and then encouraging others, you know, your church, your family to do the same so that it can, you know, take note. Obviously, there's, again, 3000 bills proposed in in any given session. You know, there's a lot of things that are on their plate. But if you get more people highlighting a particular issue, that's going to help them take notice.
2: Excellent point, Dan. I think the more you get the emails help and the more you reach out, the better. And and I asked myself, I wonder how these, because we do uh, voter voice campaigns, email campaigns, which I'm sure we do. And I wonder to myself, how does that, does that work? Well, when we did our campaign on real alternatives and establishing funding, my home address is back in Potsdam, and my Senator is Katie Mooth, Democrat who is about as pro abortion as you can get very progressive and normally, when I do send out something I'll get a stock response but on the the real alternatives one, I noticed it was a more detailed response and tailored to that particular issue, so that shows me that that I think she is concerned her office is concerned about that issue enough to make it more tailored and and specifically counter the issues that we brought up. So I think that was, to me, that was heartening. That showed that the email campaigns do help.
0: That's that's comforting to hear that are not. They're not just going to an abyss somewhere yep. and sending, you know, a, a boilerplate email. That that some of them are actually taking the time to tailor a response to mm-hmm. send back. So that's that's good. So we talked about a little bit about the election with election season kind of around the corner for certain offices. How do we educate ourselves on the policies and the politicians that align with our faith?
1: It's always a great question. And trying to as, a, and as an election day comes upon us, you know, what are ways that we can know the candidates who they are? Obviously, you might get a lot of mailers and, you know, you're not sure who, who to vote for um, is finding ways to do that. One thing at, at Pennsylvania Family Institute we do every year is a voter's guide. So we ask questions to all the candidates. And the answers that we receive are put into this guide. So uh, our, we have an online version uh, at pafamilyvoter.com. And it just provides a lot, there's school board candidates that we have. Uh, we have hundreds of school board candidates uh, that we have information for. And then the judicial candidates statewide uh, trying to give you some, some information to use. We also have links to sometimes their campaign websites or even a phone number to encourage you to call a campaign and, and say if there's a question that you're interested in, or if they didn't answer our guide, You know, even asking, hey, why didn't you answer this? Sometimes that has generated a response. So uh, there are resources like our, our PA Family Voter Guide that I would encourage people using before election day and uh, and certainly be encouraged to vote um you know, obviously you know we talk about policies you know elections matter and and the need to have uh, those that adhere to our values in office because they're impacting our daily life so certainly trying to find ways i know it can be difficult to try to find you know answers to all sorts of questions especially with a judicial race uh, oftentimes they might say well i got to see the case you know and they might not answer ahead of time and so sometimes it's difficult Uh, versus uh, an election, for instance, next year, uh, with regards to uh, state elected officials, representative senators, uh, the presidential race, those, you know, we might have voting records, you might have uh, guides like ours to be able to use. Um, And so judicial, frankly, is sometimes tougher. And the answers uh, oftentimes are given that says, well, I'm not going to answer a voter guide. Um, So it's kind of doing your best to find that information. Uh, A good starter is PAFamilyVoter.com. Uh, at our website and uh just trying to get some some information leading into election day and then certainly be encouraged to vote because of those elections you know having that that uh importance and the, and the consequences that we see with our elected officials certainly is is something that impacts our daily lives so um so again pafamilyvoter.com for some information
2: we put out the voter guides as well and one thing people may not understand is we can't we can't tell people who to vote for being our 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 profit status so we put that and we try to explain the issues to one issue. One problem that we've had, we sent out voter guides, questionnaires to all the candidates, all the incumbents and all the challengers. We have a tough time getting responses. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys too. So that when people look at our voter guides, they might wonder, well, how comes you don't have this or that? And we can only do so much with, you know, with with what we get. So I'll apologize for that in advance, because I'm just assuming that not all the candidates or the the challengers or incumbents are going to. Answer, but I, and one thing I said in the beginning of the program, I just want to mention again: you're going to see abortion, the abortion issue, a lot in campaigns, and a lot of the um, a lot there's a lot of the reason that a lot of the bills are going to be running now is so that the Democrats who are pushing through can get Republicans on the record, and they're looking ahead to next year's election because next year's election is going to be huge, huge in Pennsylvania, being I mean, with President, with the the senators race, with the local. I mean, the House is just. Uh, one seat difference, and and the Senate is close. I can't imagine all the money, Dan, that's going to be spent next year.
1: Abortion is certainly front and center in, in the election yeah. cycle, um, but knowing kind of the extremes that we see, you know, those that are saying they want abortion. I mean, it, it's often tough to find. Okay, what's the limit? What right. would you say is a limit? Excellent. And Absolutely. and often they don't answer that. So really, yeah. what we're talking about are politicians that say, "I want to have abortion at any stage with no restrictions," and that's such an extreme position. And and so the need to really engage our elected officials to engage candidates to know, okay, if you're going to talk about abortion, what do you mean? You know, what do you mean by that? Are we really, you're, what you're saying is you're okay with abortion at all these stages. Um, It's, it's pretty extreme and remarkable to see. So oftentimes we might shy away from it to say, well, you know, they're talking, I don't want to, you know, uh, ruffle feathers and whatnot. But I, I think when they talk, certainly on, on abortion and, and trying to say, oh, this is a right, whatnot. I mean, what we're talking about is uh, killing a baby through all nine months of pregnancy, mm-hmm. you know taxpayer funded. Uh, I mean, it's, it's quite extreme. And so needing to highlight that with our officials, both in, in the upcoming election, certainly you know, our, our state uh, Supreme Court uh, on down, there are definitely races that are going to be impacting us. Um, but then certainly, yes, next year, presidential on down. Um, But really kind of engaging this question, I think, is needed uh, from our side, because I think, again, it shows the extreme of uh, a worldview that says I want abortion. Well, it's pretty extreme to say you want taxpayers to fund abortion through all nine months of pregnancy.
2: And that's something that there was a a constitutional amendment that came up last year was, uh, I think, Senator House Bill 106. And it was just that just make sure that uh, insurance does not pay for abortion. But Democrats were able to shift it. Thanks to the pro-abortion crowd to to make it a referendum on abortion, and it worked, and it worked, and, and 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 you know, it. I made this point recently on my radio show that the Roe v. Wade decision came out of the whole pandemic, with the government telling people what they couldn't couldn't do, and I think that most of America does not want to be told what to do. When unfortunately, middle America, the middle the the middle block, who's not necessarily neither hardcore pro-life or hardcore pro-abortion. Saw that ruling as okay. The government's telling me what to do again. So the left got a chance to to use that, and they got they didn't have they still haven't had to answer as Dan said as to okay, how far along do you support abortion? Because a lot of them do support it right up until right up until birth.
1: And, and and I love again with our Pennsylvania March for Life. You know somebody like the Dr. Kolb that's coming. Um, you know I think when it comes to even you know determining where where life is. Let's look at ultrasounds. Let's look at the science of what we see, and and this is this is a life from the moment of conception, and 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 when we look at the evidence that's there, that's going to help you know people's worldview. So I think you know engaging this conversation again, uh, you know we have abortion through six months in pregnancy, and you know just the need to analyze that and to say is that making Pennsylvania better or worse, and and I would argue that it's making us worse. Uh, especially with the perspective of a Dr. Kolb and what they're seeing in, in you know, in, in NICUs. And the just when you look at that ultrasound, you're seeing this life. And, and what was great, too, is last uh, is, uh, year at our Pennsylvania March, and it's going to be this year as well, is Undefeated Courage. And they run uh, uh, Becky Bitter. Uh, she runs a, a mobile ultrasound unit bus. So we had it parked right outside of the the Pennsylvania March for Life. And so people were coming in and kind of seeing, OK, you know, what is this whole thing? And and being and, and what was awesome is somebody in the neighborhood who thought she was pregnant, hadn't gotten a pregnancy set, came up and said, hey, could I get one of these? And one of the workers was like, you know, do you want a pamphlet or something? She's like, no, I'd like an ultrasound. She came on got the ultrasound, found out she was pregnant and was given resources connected to our local pregnancy center. And so uh, I believe that's even, you know, Lord, will it like kind of a life saved through the Pennsylvania March for Life? I mean, it was phenomenal to see. And so, you know, just the the aspect of supporting life and understanding exactly what we're talking about. It's a buzzword with abortion and and political systems to some degree. And so let's look at that ultrasound screen. Let's look at this little baby moving. Uh, that's what's neat. We need more of that, and and so that's what's great, even with the Pennsylvania March for Life. So, again, I, I, it's there's a need to talk about this, to engage this issue. It's not something we should shy away from, and the need to engage our political officials, uh, especially in election season, you know, on this is so needed.
0: That's crazy. I, I'm like biting my tongue right now because I could go on for days about how <laughs> much <laughs> everybody talks about how oh abortion is is pro woman. I'm like oh, it's it's. <laughs> you're basically telling a woman that she can't do something and you shouldn't tell a woman that she can't do something.
2: So. It, it heartens me too, that, that so many women, I mean, my, my my wife was like this too. When I see that women are pro-life, that that, that means more to me because it, you hear like so much on the left saying, Oh, it's a woman's right. Woman's right. Woman's right. But yet there's so many women who I, I love it. I mean, it's, it's easy for us guys to say it, but when they say it's, you know, my body, my choice and to see pro-life women, it just, that means a lot to me.
0: Well, for me, I love seeing pro life men because I feel like men get left out of the conversation. and True. And Good point. to make a baby, you can't have one without the other. So when I see, you know, it, it just, especially at the March for Life, you see everybody. You see kids, you see old yep. people, you see families, you see people who maybe couldn't have children or people who have had abortions who regret the fact that they've had an abortion. So I feel like there's literally every walk of life Present at this event so you even if you don't see yourself you'll see somebody else who has kind of walked in your shoes before or you know is it, like you said you're, you're you're not alone there's there's somebody in that crowd who's walked where you've walked who's made it through the other side and there are resources available it's just knowing where to look
1: and that's what's beautiful about the Pennsylvania March for Life is it's such a unifying event of so many different demographics, so many different pro-life organizations. I, I love that Silent No More uh, is there, Debbie Asio and, and many women who have gone through uh, abortion and and uh, you know the pain and, and what has resulted from that, speaking out about that. So you know, as the march concludes, they're, they're right up at the Capitol steps, you know, giving testimonies. And so you know, organizations like that, and in, in, the, in the morning, the morning mass that happens uh, at St. Patrick's um, is is just great to to have as well. And so just seeing so many groups coming together. For an event like this to say life needs to be protected in our state is just such a, an encouragement and, and great to see. So I, I love to see really the diverse crowd that this brings and, and again, excited for, for this year's March.
2: And, you know, not to not to criticize those on the other side, but look at video of one, a, a pro-life rally like the March for Life and one on the other side. And which group seems happiest? Which group seems at peace with itself? Which group would you rather be? affiliated with
0: absolutely it's it's kind of hard to ignore Mm -hmm. so pa catholic conference and the pa family council sound like such amazing organizations within our community how how can we get involved in the missions of these organizations
2: i would love it if people would check out our social media pages we're on on facebook pacatholic.org um pa catholic on twitter see what we're involved with um there's a lot of things and in addition to pro-life things we're also involved in the things like school choice just keep abreast of our 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 things join our our voter voice go on our website and become one of our voter voice and and just uh keep track of what is going on and as dan said earlier reach out to your local crisis pregnancy center and and donate and and Reach out to your local representative or, or senator and let them know how you feel and build up that relationship. And just check out what uh, the the Family Institute does. These are a lot of good 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 places, and you know, contribute. I will say, contribute. But contribute to some of these groups and help them out as much as you can.
1: Between October fifteenth and seventeenth is the Faithful Give. It's a an effort in Lancaster County to support faith-based organizations, ministries, uh, really kingdom causes, and trying to just galvanize support from around the community to engage these organizations to support. And so Pennsylvania Family Institute's a part of that. And what we encourage and, and encourage folks from around the state is the engagement of prayer. You know, the work that we're doing is something that we need God's intervention. And and we greatly appreciate the prayers from supporters around the state engaging these issues, particularly even with life, you know, engaging, you know, uh, prayers to that end is is certainly needed. Um, I'd underscore again, you know, attending the Pennsylvania March for Life. You know, sometimes you can think, well, it's it's a lot of people attending. It's great to, that they're doing that. You know, I've got this and that. And, and I understand that there's the busyness of life. If at all possible, you're able to attend. It's a huge boost to this uh, event and getting people to have that mentality. The more and more we can have you know, support for this, it does make a difference. And, and so engaging events like a Pennsylvania March for Life is, is such a critical component um, we we certainly recognize it's one day you know there's a variety of things locally um, that could happen we've been do, engaging the communities with a life after row event um, so really talking with ministries uh, that are in your community to engage okay how can we support women how can we support life uh in uh, a place like chester county and a place like pittsburgh or you know whatnot so we've we've engaged those conversations uh locally and again, our organization, we're trying to, to see life cherished in Pennsylvania. And so how can we do that? How can we do that locally with your local pregnancy center, uh, local communities? How can we do that statewide? And, and that's, again, where the conversation with the Pennsylvania March for Life comes in. So I think there's a variety of ways to engage. You know, with us, have that conversation with us. Have that conversation with your family. Have that conversation with your local elected officials, uh, no matter where they are on this issue, uh, to say this is why I attended the Pennsylvania March for Life, and 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 even start that conversation with some. That's a huge help to advancing this cause for life, to seeing life cherished in our state. Is we need to have those conversations. Sometimes they might be hard conversations. Um, have the courage to do so, and uh, help. Uh, you know, contact us to to be able to help you. Uh, build up that courage. Build up to know even who to have that conversation with. So we certainly appreciate people that are praying for us, engaging with us, taking action. It's it's what's needed.
0: That's awesome. And Al, I will say that I I personally follow the PA Catholic Conference on social media, and I love the the videos. And it's just a quick, simple caption. It's like this is what's happening because that's all. That's what I want. Like I don't want the opinions of the news. I just want here's what happened. And and then I can make my own opinion.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. And that's what I try to do, because I, I think that people don't want to be told, OK, this is the way. I should. So I try to give I I do try to give both sides. And I was like, to me, it's going to let people are going to say, OK, well, yeah, this is the side I think is right. That's. But thank you, thank you for that. And we, I try to give, I try to give like a, a cross section of what's going on at the Capitol. A lot of people on our Facebook page, they just like the Catholic life. We mm-hmm. have like stuff about seminarians and and the different Catholic schools, and that's okay. But I want to try to 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 keep people updated too on what's going on at the Capitol, whether it it's an issue that we follow or whether it's an issue that we think people need to know about that that would help them. But I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So I know the March is like. A couple days away now. Is there still time to register and um, where can we go to register or to learn more about it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we encourage everybody, Monday, October 16th, is showing up at, at, in Harrisburg. Uh, you don't need to register uh, for anything. There are some ways on the website, pa.marchforlife.org. Where you can register to be able to get information we have a, a, a map we have a schedule of when things are happening so uh there's a morning mass um at 9:30. there is the, the a pre-rally at 10 a.m followed by the the rally at 11. Uh, the march around the capital is 12 noon Um, And then certainly we encourage folks before or after to engage with elected officials, having uh, meetings with state representatives, state senators. There's also an afternoon mass, uh, I believe, at 1.30. So uh, a variety of things you can do throughout the day. So uh, you don't need to register ahead of time. You can certainly show up. There's a variety of buses as well. So if you're in need of transportation coming in, uh, there's a variety of buses available. You can find that on the website. Uh, So, again, pa.marchforlife.org. And so a variety of information there just to help you. It's again we we encourage you to take the time. I know for some you, know, you need to travel, you need to 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 block off a day, you might need a vacation day. It's worth it. It's it's truly worth it. It does make a difference. And especially yeah, young people attending. I think it's phenomenal to see a, a growth in that. And so we're excited to see some schools getting involved. And just it's exciting. You know, there are dozens and dozens. I think there's at least 50 or 60 buses that we know of that are coming. And I think we're going to be even surprised maybe by some that we don't even know about. So it's just phenomenal to see the support galvanized around the state coming together for a unifying message that life needs to be protected in Pennsylvania.
2: You know, I I guarantee if you come, you will leave there with with such a great feeling. I I don't, you know, there's so much in, in life to bring you down and the two times that I went is just the incredible feeling. And for the last one, I stood there and watched and I, I got some film for our, um, our social media and just watching the people that walk through. I mean, a couple of times I felt tears come to my eyes. Just just watching some of these group watching some of the kids. It's just such a it's a great feeling. Just if if you can at all in any way possible get there.
0: Absolutely, and I think I think last year it was like five thousand people, or it was it was a pretty big number. So I want to see if we can top that this year <laughs> and show I'm that it really topping. matters. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, it was phenomenal, and even too um, there was about. Estimates, five, 6,000 people. It's certainly, again, many representatives saying this is the largest amount of people I've ever seen. The very next day, Planned Parenthood scheduled a rally, and they had delayed theirs. They were putting in efforts. They had a whole marketing firm that they hired to get people out. I was in attendance there. They had about 60 people. Wow. And, and that took notice. So obviously, people devoting time to come to an event like ours, uh, obviously, those that are on the pro-abortion side are also trying to do what they can. To support, there's been things they have they've had action days, they've had things at the Capitol, multiple rallies, but but nothing has topped uh, uh, what we've seen with the Pennsylvania March for Life. So we want to continue that uh, in order to continue the momentum to to really you know again state representatives take notice. I've heard many quote the the March for Life in 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 interviews that they do saying thousands of people attended. They wouldn't be quoting that if the rally was 60 people, mm-hmm. and so. People taking time to come into Harrisburg, it is making a difference with our state officials. It's making a difference just with the community at large, the amount of media attention that it garners as well, being able to advance a message that says praying centers need to be supported, life needs to be protected. Uh, that's a message we need to to amplify more, uh, not less. And so I think the Pennsylvania March, the more that we've seen it grow, it's helping this, that message out. So we, we do appreciate many that are taking time to do this. It's worth it, the investment and uh, excited to see where this conversation is going.
0: Awesome. Well, Dan and Al, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I'm really excited for the March. I hope that we get an even bigger turnout than we did last year and I really appreciate everything that you guys are doing to be pro-life Pennsylvania.
2: Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. You you do great work. um...
0: Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org slash DAC and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.